Hello, everyone, and welcome to BiPositive. Uh, these are your hosts, Mari and MD. And today we're going to be talking about bi erasure, uh, which is the topic that we've promised to talk about for well since the first episode actually. Uh, and now we're finally getting to it because this is probably one of the biggest bullet points, biggest check marks that you check once you realize that you're bisexual and you're part of this community. It becomes part of your life, and it's something that you cannot avoid. So, what is bi erasure? Basically, it does what it says on the tin, stating that bisexuality doesn't exist, that it's you know, we live in a very um, dichotomous kind of world in which there are no third spaces or third uh, spectrums, if you will. There's only good and evil and black and white and, and what you will. So how does bisexuality fit into all of that? Well, first of all, if we talk about the, the, the range of sexualities, we can't we cannot go without talking about Alfred Kinsey, who studied human sexuality for years and years on end. He was a pioneer in that sense, and he is the one who introduced the heterosexual homosexual rating scale in 1948. And this is a direct quote from him. He said, It is a characteristic of the human mind that tries to dichotomize in its classification of phenomena. So it's already there that you start seeing that he probably himself had trouble with coming up with like how to conceptualize sexuality and where you know these non-strictly gay and non-strictly straight people fall into and which number which category and it's also the word itself the prefix by it leads us to believe that there is a you know a double uh, meaning a double a double attraction yeah a double just, attraction that yeah. there are two sides to, to to this phenomenon which is sexuality and as bisexuals I think we all struggle with this idea because it takes a lot to convince people and to convince ourselves even that bisexuality is not either or or and and it's neither and yeah. both at the same time yeah. and not half half and I, I don't know if you've ever had this question asked to you but it's, have you has, have people ever asked you if uh, how many percent of of attraction is to women, or how many percent are you attracted to men, or like? I don't. I don't think <laughs> I've ever had the question directly, mm-hmm. but I did ask that question to myself as okay. I thought it was something that would be relevant, mm-hmm. and I realized that it was very stupid uh, because it's not about how how much you're attracted to one gender or the other and also there's just not men and women so it's 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 complex and it's also about people individuals and context and it's this whole conversation about that and how like the the political and social context can also influence how we are attracted to certain people so it's just not the point to know how much but it's also one of those things where you get asked this question or you you are forced to ask yourself this question and you know when you step back and look at it it's kind of self-evident but it's very difficult to put it into words uh once you start to deconstruct your sexuality because Mm -hmm. you can't just be like oh i'm 39.9 percent heterosexual like that's not how it works because you're not heterosexual that's the point yeah that's 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 the point and it's it's one of those things where by by trying to combine heterosexuality and homosexuality into something and trying to force this definition you're kind of erasing a whole range of people who don't fall into either yeah and also the fluidity that it can we can experience also sometimes depending on the moment in your life but it's you know it's that conversation also about okay we tend to say when i when i I was straight no i was never straight i was thinking Mm -hmm. i was straight at one point in my life 
but I wasn't. I've never been straight ever. Yeah. And 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 that's something that sometimes we even us have difficulties under, not understanding, but not internalizing. Yeah. And so it's just impossible to understand sometimes for mainly for straight people because queer people in general understand that. Well, I I don't know. I mean, maybe now yes, but a couple of years ago, um, I was actually writing a paper on on bi erasure mm-hmm. and and um, online communities, and that was like three or four years ago, and I compared to now, there was a lot of discourse in like the L and G mm-hmm. part of mm-hmm. LGBT mm-hmm. especially that wasn't entirely welcoming, and it kind of feels like you're rejected from both sides. That you are rejected from the the straight majority, but you're also rejected from the non-straight minority because you can't categorize yourself as easily. And you are there's this phenomenon where people think that you are in denial of something, uh, that you are either a straight person experimenting, or again, or uh, gay and not willing to admit it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we talked about it. It's like as being bisexual, like feeling bisexual can. More than feeling bisexual, the, the label of bisexuality can be used as a transitional identity for gay people. Yeah. It's hard to understand that it is also something that can last. Yeah, and, and one of the interesting things about bisexuality, there is a very good article by uh, Filippo, Maria Sanfilippo, who was kind of, she wrote a lot about bisexuals in the media, and she writes that bisexuality functions invisibly as an ambiguously formed, ambivalently defined, structured absence, despite playing a significant role in contemporary narratives. And according to her, bisexuality sort of acts as a route towards pornography in a lot of cases, and in mainstream media, it's either unimportant or it's exotic. Yes, there are some really good portrayals, we discussed them on our previous podcast, but largely, when you throw in oh this character is also bisexual you're like oh so they're interesting and that's kind of like yeah. that is so problematic but also yeah yeah it's 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 problematic because it's the whole narrative about you're not really bi you're saying that just to be more interesting honey i'm plenty interesting <laughs> yeah and also why would i do that honestly <laughs> It's hard enough to explain, and most people don't even believe I exist. So, yeah, and, and, and it's just the fact that we know for the, 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 the numbers we have for the U.S. is that there are more bisexual than gay people in the LGBTQ community. Yeah. But nobody is aware of it. And uh, when I was doing my research for, for this paper that I wrote years ago, actually I threw out um, a survey and I asked about like what what kind of biphobia or bi-rager have you experienced in your life? And people basically have said that they've noticed uh, biphobia in, in both hetero and homosexuals. And a lot of it has to do with promiscuity, which we've kind of discussed in our first uh, episode, the whole thing about bisexuals not being able to make up their minds and be confused. And two people, I think I had like 20, 20 something people respond to the survey and two of them used the word slut to describe the way people have been talking to them. And like two out of 20, that's already a lot when you think about it. Yeah. Um, So there's, yeah, there's a lot of talk that is very negative both from the straight and the gay side of, of the internet and, and and real life, of course. Another thing is that, speaking of the internet, we are supposed to believe that it's broadened our horizons, right? And it's allowing us to do all these wonderful things, this podcast to begin with, and, and uh, allowing us to travel without actually leaving our rooms and all of those wonderful, wonderful phenomena. But actually, there is a lot of resistance online that we don't perceive directly. And I was very shocked and very surprised, unpleasantly so, to find that in last year, Twitter actually banned the hashtag bisexual, citing as it like, you know, it's 
pornographic, I guess, or it, it can't be safely accessed. Which, why? Yeah, why? It's Like, why is it so dangerous? It's not porn, necessarily. <laughs> I mean, it's another conversation that we're going to have probably about, about porn and bisexuality in, in pornography, but it's not, it's not just an adult thing, and it would be also just so useful for... I don't know children, but at least teenagers who are trying to figure out what they are, who they are, they need to be exposed and to understand that it exists. And there's actually another paper that I, I don't even remember how I use it right now, but I looked at the at the title, and the title um, itself is quite interesting, and I think it's quite relatable to the bisexual experience. It's, you don't eat Indian and Chinese food at the same meal, the bisexual quandary. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that speaks a lot to the experience yeah. that we have. Mm. It's like, you know, we've talked about greed, and we've talked mm. about the way mm. it's it's seen that, oh, you can't make up your mind, so you might as well have both. No. <laughs> No, that's not how it works. And polygamy and, and polysexuality and polyamory, of course, exists. And But it's not a circle within bisexuality. It's more like a Venn diagram. You know, these things sometimes overlap. But that does not necessarily mean that bisexuality doesn't exist independently of those things. Yeah. And it, and it's really... You know, I've, it was terrible because I, I listened in France to a radio show on one of the main radio in France about bisexuality. I was super, I mean, excited about listening to that and the whole thing was actually not about bisexuality but about polyamory oh and it was interesting yeah but, but it was it, that's not the point <laughs> and there was a complete confusion between both of them and it was also because the people that they invited were presenting bisexuality only through that angle and i think that's you know we will be talking about this more later but a lot of it it has to do with pornography in a way because if you look for bisexual porn on any major website, you always come up with like um, it's basically poly polysexuality, right? It's 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 a threesome normally or like a foursome, whatever. But it's it's titled as bisexual, mm-hmm. even though it may not be, mm-hmm. and it's there specifically for a very um, male, very straight audience, uh, which fetishizes it and which kind of takes it out of context and turns it into something it's not. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, it's it's supposed to kind of like promote bisexuality in a very odd, twisted way, but of course it doesn't. No, because it, it does, it's just the idea that, that those women, or just women, all women are a little bit bisexual and can all like, do stuff together, but just to arouse a man. That's, well, that, that's the idea. I mean, I've actually, I've, I've have done my research. That was research, by the way. Um, I was looking for like bisexual male porn, and there is some, which was very refreshing for me to find because I was like, no, it's going to be another plethora of like long fingernailed blonde women with gigantic breasts and clearly don't enjoy themselves. Yeah, because they always look like they're about to have a heart attack or like a stroke or something. But no, there is like male bisexual porn and I do believe that maybe and I don't think I've ever spoken to like an adult uh, film star or anything but I do believe that in this community there is more of a fluidity in sexuality in, ge- in general people are more willing to step outside of their comfort zones um I don't know maybe that's just me I don't in, know I don't know I don't know I, I just I've always kind of uh, felt that people who star in porn are a little bit more free in their experimentation I mean a lot of um straight men actually do gay porn so it's probably true yeah, yeah. And it's not a thing of, like, you don't have to be gay to do it. But I would love to see, like, an and, and there's no way of verifying it, which is so frustrating, mm-hmm. but I would love to see, like, an actual 
bisexual couple, not a threesome, and just to know that they're bisexual in some way, which there's no way to there's know. There's no way to know. I know, but it's so frustrating because in reality, you're sitting there and you're you're like, oh, these are straight women or these are, you know, lesbians. But then, there's no way of knowing that they're bisexual. You know, it's, just a, it's even the worst thing in that, because we internalize all that crap, uh, <laughs> and, and that sometimes... Ourself, we perpetuate like by erasure by like saying, okay, the first thing, first thought, like, okay, I know that this person dated a man, so this woman, dated, oh, so she's straight, mm. and no, that doesn't mean anything, or you jump to conclusion, yeah, as much as everyone else, and that's terrible. And I also think that part of the bisexual experience, more so in a way than the than the overall like gay experience is that bisexuals are seen like these uh werewolves that can turn gay and straight at the drop of a hat it's like oh so you're you're back to being straight huh and it's like no never was never will be it's not it's something that we get i mean when you're bi you get it and you understand it but i don't i still don't know how to explain it to a monosexual I just I I honestly don't care about explaining it right now. Like to me it's more it's hurtful and it's damaging and I would love to educate every single person on the planet, but that's you know, that's never gonna happen. And the fact is, you know, I wanna come back to this, I wanna emphasize that we as humans we are hardwired to think in categories, unfortunately, and that's that's part of the human experience. And to force yourself to step away from these categories takes a lot of effort and a lot of education and a lot of actually talking to people who exist outside of these categories. So Go find your local bisexual and talk to them, okay? <laughs> Instead of making assumptions. <laughs> and just a question to finish. What do you think is the most hurtful or in the other way what's better? In, but I don't like seeing better in, mm-hmm. that, in that circumstances. Is by erasure, so just not talking about bisexuality at all or talking about it but with hurtful stereotypes? Oof, that's hard. Honestly, I'm one of those people that I would rather not be talked about at all, uh, rather than talked about badly because I'm sensitive and I have issues. Um, but also, I think it's more than that. I think um, for me, it's being talked about by someone who doesn't understand the issue and being spoken for by someone who doesn't understand the issue. Like, I do respect people who are allies and who are trying to get to know what what the issue is and, and how to navigate this world of, you know, so many different spectrums and everything. But the truth of the matter is, if you're not bisexual or if you're not queer and if you're not gay, you cannot speak for people who exist in those identities yeah um and don't talk about them like they they're not there don't talk about them don't try to advocate for them without asking for their opinions that i think is one of the biggest things you know use your privilege to help them but don't take over that that to me is probably my biggest pet peeve yeah 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 but it's and also that the whole thing about actually just make sure that that topic is discussed but by people who actually understand what's yeah. going on. Like, invite us. We can we can educate you. Don't just talk about us like we're a specimen. And it's not enough to just mention it and, or say, look, I'm very progressive. I've talked about it. I was, yeah, but you were completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. And don't be like, oh, I have a bisexual friend. Hint, hint, I'm so progressive. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's the same thing. You know, it doesn't just apply to bisexuality. It applies to all minorities, Try to understand the experience, but don't own the experience if you exist outside of it. And that's your lesson for today. Yeah. (laughs) We'll talk to you next time. Meanwhile, 
Follow us on Twitter on by underscore positive. We also have an email address now, which is bypositivepodcast at gmail.com. So if you have any suggestions, please send it our way. Otherwise, follow us on iTunes, follow us on SoundCloud, and we're going to be arriving on Google Music soon. Bye-bye. Bye.